This is a Galactic Network podcast. The Podcast of Terror is a great podcast. It's covering movies that are not for children, and thus this podcast is not for children. The hosts are two adults who will use bad words from time to time. They'll also spoil movies if that's not your thing. So if you don't like spoilers and you don't want to hear some dirty language or some dirty references to dirty parts of your body, then please, please, please wash your body parts better and do not listen to this show. If you can handle it, and I hope you can because there's a great podcast coming up, then please proceed with Podcast of Terror. So the banana splits, um, they basically, they were a, a TV show in the 60s, which a bunch of people run around in costumes and stuff. And they're all animal characters. It's kind of like what you'd see at a amusement park sort of deal, uh, except they're on a set like the monkeys, yeah. you know, just hanging out and, and playing funny songs and stuff. And <laughs> so they, they've existed as a kid's deal, like in the, in the 60s. And every once in a while, you'll see some sort of like reference back to them. You'll hear the song on... They did a an album back in the '90s of like all these bands doing cartoon songs, and Banana, Banana Splits is one of them. Oh, okay. So they interesting. Yeah, so they took the actual show and they made a horror movie based off of the show. Yes. Using a script that was for Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. So it's it's weird because like I was I had to look it up, and the Banana Splits were only on for like two years, so it wasn't even that big of a thing so for them to bring it back 40 years later and make a shitty horror movie out of it so it it was 90 minutes (laughs) beat called erica the slayer of matt um yes oh shit i love that i want like a shirt with that on it the slayer of matt we can we can make this happen uh, it needs to happen. That'd be awesome. I have like a whole image in my head of like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer type deal. Yeah, I have. I need it. I need it now. Um, we, yeah, I can very easily make this happen. It wouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, so back to Banana Splits real quick because I was really excited for this movie because I thought it was kind of a cool concept to take like a children's TV show and then murder a bunch of people. But it took 45 minutes to kill someone. And then the one of the kids end, ends up like sweet talking the elephant. And the elephant gives him the keys to get out at the end, and the like the family that goes the the wife finds out that the husband's cheating on her, and he gets hit by a car, and then he, he comes back at the end. He goes, oh, "I love you," and she just fucking punches him in the face, and it's over. Like Jesus. it was, it was so like so slow, and then there was really no payoff, and it it, it literally could have been anything. It's like this show. It really is like this show. Now you've spoiled things, so I can't watch it. And I completely... I mean, you still can. Assume that, you know, last week, Alyssa just punched you square in the face after doing the show. Um, That was my favorite episode of all time. She didn't didn't talk to me about it. I was really uh, not excited that Danny Glover is not in Scream 2. But Corey's guy is his main dude, Timothy Oliphant. Yes. Yeah, I couldn't remember his name, and I just kept yelling, it's the I'm guy from gonna, Justified. I'm not going to lie. I watched 
the live stream. And then when you guys released it, I listened again because it was so funny. I loved that episode. <laughs> Enter Danny Glover. Oh, God. It was awesome. Uh yeah, and so we should probably mention if if you are one of the sixty something people who suddenly uh, discovered our page on Facebook, uh, going off the activity from last week, and 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 let's be fair, the the show before uh, we had <laughs> Kenny and and Caitlin uh, from the Haunted Heart podcast, and and maybe you discovered us from that too. I know that they've mentioned Matt a couple of times point. on their show. Um, they don't seem to know who I am, which is fine. Uh, Matt's the important one. It, welcome. And and yeah. if you're here uh, because of the apex and the abyss, uh, we we appreciate you uh, giving us a listen. Hopefully, it will be different than last week. <laughs> Matt will definitely be less drunk. Yeah, it will be a lot less drunk. That's um, an assumption that I can't really get behind. Uh, <laughs> even though he doesn't actively have alcohol in front of him right now that I know of, it is Matt. He will find a way. He oh fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> I only brought two. Only two. Yeah, I um. So two two of my friends from high school came over last night because Alyssa was on girls' weekend, and um. What's with the air quotes? She was on a girls' weekend. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I really don't know why. I just finger banged this the, guy. The air quotes is because there was a lot of dick there for it being a girls' weekend. <laughs> Not that I know of, but she kept telling me she didn't have cell phone service, so whatever. But um, so my buddy Al, that I, I see him like every couple of months came over and he's like yeah I, was, I listened to your podcast last week he goes that was really fucking hilarious and i'm like dude i was so drunk and he goes you sounded sober and i said i think that's a problem <laughs> like if you problem. cannot tell when i'm really drunk that's a problem <laughs> oh no i could tell you were drunk <laughs> just, i think if you listen to this enough you can see like the the, the cracks the in my facade of keeping my cool because that's what I felt. Like <laughs> no, you totally could. I had one or two comments. <laughs> I thought that last week was the week where you finally, like in uh, um, Walk Hard, uh, I can't remember the little guy, but he just all of a sudden freaks out. I know. I was waiting for it, Corey. Yeah. I was just waiting for you to snap. It was like you trying to herd cats. You just I, couldn't get them back. I've staked out my bell tower. I, I have a high-powered uh, rifle and uh, the pretty die first. Mike did so, uh, ask when he could come back because he started a whole new list of topics to get off about. Oh, well, that did not sound right when it came out of my mouth. You mean Randy? Randy. Yeah. I think we all know that I just kept saying his, his real name. You did. Yeah. He asked to go by Randy, but I called him Randy when I met him, and then he, he obviously felt weird about it because he told everyone that story. I mean, you've been letting Corey's secret out left and right recently. Well, mine's not necessarily a secret. Mine's yeah. just an identity thing. Uh, having a professional. This is where the air quotes come in. Professional. Yeah, professional. Sorry, Mike. I love you. Uh, they're all-star something or another, right? They, uh, all-star championship wrestling. They're a yeah. big deal in northern Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it, it's, it's funny because like when I see their posts, like the, the ECW posts and it's like Randy wild and everyone's like, Randy's going to fucking win. And I'm like, it's so weird to me that people like that he doesn't know are so behind him. But it's the same thing as like being in a band where like someone you don't know is like, oh, I fucking love your band. I'm like, this is really strange, but thank you. That's absolutely awesome. And it yeah. was awesome of him to give us shout outs and everything and mm -hmm. be a part of the show. It was a fun show. He single handedly doubled our Facebook likes. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Pat and I were just like, did something fucking happen on Facebook? What's going on? I was, I, was on, I was in Madison for work, and it was like every five minutes, it was like a new like. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, now I'm going to have to kiss him on the mouth. You won't mind. No, I'm just going to have to move his beard out of the way. He does have a luscious beard. He really does. Well, sometimes I is see older pictures. Yours out of the way, and then Alyssa's going to have to go out another girls' weekend. <laughs> I don't think she's going to have to. She's going to. She's going to want to. No, the two fingers up is something completely different in this uh, scenario. <laughs> nope. Not, uh, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Uh, not going to go down that road. Um, Corey, you will like this. So my buddy who came over got me a record. And it was one that I already had, but it was a different color record. The first one was brown, and this one was pink. And I was kind of drunk last night. We were listening to it, and I just looked at him. I said, you know what, guys? I said, I think I prefer the the pink to the brown. (laughs) Oh, God. And then uh, we had also been talking about the fact that I have that conference in Denver that I was telling you about earlier, Erica. And it's at the Gaylord Rockies Resort. Yep. So we said it's the the Gaylord's backup conference. I prefer the brown to the pink. Boom. <laughs> Just so let me know when I'm supposed to like something. It's always, it's always really good when I can get both people here to go, oh. I know you've been crickets so far. Mm-hmm. That's why. And I the crickets are phoning it in. <laughs> Even the crickets are upset. <laughs> um, what are we drinking tonight, Matt? Beer. It's what's for dinner. It is. Um, I had some sausage too. No, it's the 450 North. Uh, you keep saying these very homoerotic things. Oh, sausage, sausage for dinner. For no, dinner. I literally had chicken brats Pink for dinner. Brown. Gonna sound like a pita, but can you raise your oh, God damn it. <sighs> That's fine, Beat. I'm so loud in my own headphones that it's uh it's annoying to me. The voices in his head are screaming. That's why he can't tell. Yeah. How's that beat? Is it better? Did I finally make you happy? Um, and I keep hearing my mustache rubbing on my mic. Why are you so close to your mic? My mic is this far away from me. I don't know. I just got used to it being kind of close to my mouth. A Again. bit better. Last week I was basically mm. using my mic to facepalm half the time. <laughs> So if anybody heard rubbing and uh, salty, salty tears, I apologize. Yeah, beat. You're super hard to please. I don't know. I just boosted my audio and light stream too. So let me know. But four fifty like north. Just a bit better. Well, Not and that's a the whole thing. Lot better. I can't fucking make this guy happy. Citra nuggets by three, and then I got four fifty bangers. Next, they're just nice. IPAs. Yeah. I got him in the mail. You beer today. I know he told me, and I was just like, "Stop, please!" <laughs> like, I have one bottle of beer for him. I died, and he's like telling me about all the shit he's buying me. Like, oh no, he's probably gonna drink some of the beer that he bought for you. Good, Don't. good. Because he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna send Matt this." I'm like, "You're gonna send Matt two of those." Oh, um, I know. Oh. I know. I've told Corey. I don't think I've told Erica. Jägermeister Spice. Have I told you the magic of this shit? No. So it is uh, cinnamon and vanilla Jägermeister. There's no like black licorice flavor to it. Okay. It was like a test run, and everyone fucking hated it. A buddy of mine that I trade beer with out, and he lives near DC, he said mm-hmm. he found a liquor store with four bottles on the shelf, so he bought me one. And he's nice. like, the others are dusty, so if you really like it, I can go get more. I'm uh, no, I'm good. I think well, Jägermeister you know. is one of the alcohols that has put my wife into a coma 
at some point. So that shit is dangerous. Yeah, it's so dangerous. I just, man, black licorice. I don't see the appeal. Like I, no, I do neither. not get that at all. But and what that's the that's the shit that was supposed to be just cough medicine. And people were like, mm-hmm. I feel funny after a couple of doses of this. Mm-hmm. And now it's not even cough syrup anymore. Well, it's, it's Satan's cough syrup. I haven't sneezed in 10 hours, and also I'm invisible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating, and I can see through time. <laughs> the seconds taste funny. Oh, that's, that's a good one. The seconds tasted funny the other night. I watched I The Matrix for the first time in a very long time. I oh, forgot. I thought you meant for like the first time. No, 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 like, no, 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 no. I forgot how simultaneously like amazing and horrendous that movie is. Like the graphics are fucking horrendous now. Are they? Yeah, they look really cheap and shitty. They look like they they were in 1999. Like which? There's not that many graphics in it though. Um, the Sentinels. That was the biggest one. I have to rewatch it because I don't remember it being that bad. Because I saw that movie like maybe a year or two ago, and I was like, "Hmm, "Hold up." It's. I don't want to say it looked bad. I just remember it looking a lot better. Well, this goes back to the whole hard to please thing. Well, there is that. <laughs> Beatmaster also apologized because you make him mean to me. It's don't, the transitive properties of, of be, fucking assholeness. Don't apologize to him at all, <laughs> ever. <No. sighs> this is the man that can't even get where you live right, ever. Yeah, Norway. <laughs> I know it's, I know it's Switzerland, I know. Was, he might I, still be I, in Spain. I was hoping you would say Sweden. No, 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 no. In, in South Berlin, Norway, right? That's, yeah, that's where he's at. He's still in West Germany, right? Jesus. <laughs> he's just acknowledging that he's being mean. I think. Either way. So, do you? I don't know. You can talk about your show if you want. Who me? Yeah. I've been on this. So I know, many but times. that's why I'm just saying. If we have a bunch of new listeners, this might be your opportunity to get but, zero of them. Also, there's some some hints of a future show that maybe you bum, want to leave some bum, content bum. of. Unless I'm unless I'm I'm putting the mic before the Randy. <laughs> no, no, there's a Christ. show in the works. But first, I host the Apex and the Abyss. It's a true crime podcast, like every other millionth true true crime podcast out there. There's really nothing special about it. I'm finding. Are you one of the cool ones that's been getting ripped off by that other true crime podcast that's no. quite popular? Oh. No, I chose to go on a hiatus at the most perfect time because that shit literally happened two days after I announced, or a few days after I announced that. I was like, oh, I'm taking a little break because I start school this week and all this other jazz. And then the number one true crime podcast right now has just been exposed for plagiarizing and all this other shit. I saw rumors of them buying reviews. What the like, fuck are you talking about? What do you mean? I have not we're, heard we're any not of this. We're not going to name the podcast. Yeah, uh, no, I'm not. No, no, no. That. I'm not asking you no. to. I just. But there is a a highly popular true crime podcast that has been accused of allegedly stealing content from other podcasts, from uh, oh. news articles, and not giving credit oh. to them. And <clears throat> instead of answering any questions about it, they have apparently taken the episodes down where they've been accused of those things so the episodes just disappear as opposed to giving apology or putting something in the show notes or anything (laughs) Uh, again this is all i guess alleged nothing's been proven but the stories have made them well yeah the the stories have made them more popular now everybody's going to check out the show right right um yeah it's it's so crazy because it's like a show that literally rakes in allegedly 
$100,000 a month just through donations alone. Oh, now I know who you're talking about. And they don't, they can't take 10 seconds to properly cite. And they boast about all the hard work that they do because it's just this one girl and her best friend that do it. Um, And it's just, there, there was a lot of drama with this show when they first started out because like even their name seemed to be sort of a ripoff of another popular show. Actually, a friend of mine hosts it. And when they first came out, people reached out to them where they're like, your show is literally almost exactly the same name as this other show. You might want to change it to differentiate yourself. It would basically be like someone coming to the podcast realm for a true crime and their show's called Abyss and Apex. Like that's how similar pretty much it was. But um, they refuse to do it. They have somehow miraculously skyrocketed to the number one show. And it's just, there's a lot of fishy stuff surrounding it. How they gain their popularity, their alleged numbers. I mean, if you have over 100,000 iTunes reviews and you've only been a podcast for two years, seems a little weird. Yeah, we're on four years and we have 18. And I think two of those are mine. Probably. <laughs> and one is someone who hates us. But uh, No, I haven't written us a review. <laughs> love us Corey. um it's funny that you bring that up because i recently saw there was this rapper i can't think of his name he's like a fucking nobody but he stole the new cattle decapitation record cover still with their name on it and just like ms painted his album title over the top wow yeah no i just don't get how people can be so blatant i really don't i would like to point out that randy is in the building oh uh, it <laughs> just goes right past the it. Idea of of being a a low key band or or rap act or whatever, and MS painting ripoffs of other people's covers. That sounds hilarious to me. In the context of it's a joke, I'm mm. doing it for the joke. Yeah, but to just rip somebody off is something completely. He made some comment about how Cattle owes him for the record cover. so their name of the album is death atlas and his is the world on my shoulders and it has like a skeleton with a big earth on the back the same yeah i just don't get that like i can understand there's accidental like similarities like i think i've said it on here before or i've just told you guys in general there's actually a science magazine a sci-fi magazine with that's called abyss and apex that i did not know about until after my show was established and everything and it took until two weeks ago for me to actually get tagged in something by accident for that magazine. But like, I didn't intentionally <laughs> go out and steal the name. Yeah. It's just, it was just a coincidence, but like that's blatant stealing What this other podcast did was blatant stealing. Oh yeah. See, and there's a lot of things that happen by accident. There's some things that happen just because the internet makes it easy to come up with something, do a little bit of research and, and like, so maybe this person was searching images for stuff for his album cover, saw that. I don't know how he didn't assume that it was also an album cover and then was like, oh, yeah, I'll use this image and just doctor it up and stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like, don't want to defend stay them. scary at the end of the episodes. And at the end of uh, another very popular true crime podcast, uh, they say stay sexy. And, oh, yeah. And yeah. I was a fan of that podcast. I had not. At that, at the time that we started this show, and at the time that I started saying that, I hadn't heard that podcast yet. But later on, I heard it. I'm like, "Oh shit!" Well, I've been saying "stay scary," but we've also been a podcast. I ripped them off. No, but we were no. a podcast two years longer than them too. 
I don't know if it's two years, but it was, yeah. Well, and, they were nearing two, and we're, we just hit four. And I'm not, okay. obviously, they're friends of ours, but I, it still is like. Oh, they are not friends of ours. Uh, I wish they were, because they're awesome. What? Yeah, you're they're, not friends with them, Matt. I th- oh, I'm sorry. I was like half listening. Ken, Katie and Kenny, they finished no, their. No, no. But- theirs is stay spooky. Right. There's the similar two. Uh, the stay sexy is uh, my oh stay part. sexy. I'm sorry, I heard stay and then just assumed the rest. And you just started seeing Lisa and you just blacked out. I'm just like goodbye horses. No, Jesus Christ, you can't see the talk going on right now. I feel bad for people who listen to this in the future and not watch the video. I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me hard. God. Probably not. I'm glad you hard, both. You know, it, you you, you kind of have to you'd have to tug at it a little bit to make it worth your while. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk down to me. That's the only way I can get an erection. <laughs> Ew. <sighs> Isn't seeing yourself naked your own talking down to you? Yeah, every oh. morning, and I'm like, God damn, why haven't I done anything about this yet? Hmm. So your that. other show, my other show, it's in like in the workshop still it's called monster madness it's basically a podcast that's just going to discuss creature features so ever since i was like a little kid my dad that was like all he would show me as soon as it got to that like halloweeny season we watched all the universal monster movies we watched just halloween movies in general monster movies godzillas king kongs all those my dad's obsessed with and so in turn i became obsessed with them and i thought how fun it would be to have a show that kind of just like talked about them. I love like pop culture shows and all that other stuff and movie review shows. So I was like, why don't I just do one instead of just talking about death and horrible things all the time? Cause that's pretty draining. So I rec- recruited my husband into it cause he wants to po- start podcasting. So I was like, well, come on this show and see what you, if you like it. And then I took Matt cause I make him do these things. He owes me favors. So I'm going to make him join my podcast. And I said, I will do it as long as I have to do no work. And that is the deal we have established. <laughs> yeah, it literally was how established too. How can I do less on your show than I do on my own? You literally just have to show up, be slightly sassy, mm. and just I'm going to force you to watch movies that you probably don't like. Mm. So that is everything that he does in the show. Yeah. He likes some of the movies on this show. <clears throat> That's a good point. And mm. he likes you way more than he likes me. It's a good point. If it wasn't for Dan being on this thing, I would not be doing this at all. <laughs> exactly. It's just like husband. for them to podcast and basically shit talk me in front of me on my own show. But yeah, it's called Monster Madness. It should be debuting soon. I don't know when. But I kind of want to have like a bunch of episodes done because what I, I my plan is is to do it in like seasons. So like the first season will just be like the classics. So it's like Dracula, Frankenstein, The Mummy, blah, blah, blah. Um, there's like 30, between 30 and 50 Universal Monster movies out there I'm finding. So it could last a while this first season if I wanted it to. But I like, highly I, recommend finishing the season off with the uh, the Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. That is the best ever. That is the absolute best. I love that movie so much. I didn't know. My whole life, my dad only showed me that one. I had no idea that there's like two or three more I was like stunned, but he told me, he's like, they're not as good. Frankenstein's right. the best. I'm like, all right, but still it's Avid and Costello, but whatever. But yeah, um, I was really shocked because Monster Madness is kind of like 
a popular saying. I would have thought that there would have been a show with that name. Yeah, I would highly recommend using something like Podcast of Terrors. <laughs> but there was nothing. <laughs> I was trying to think of something clever. I came up short. Sorry. Yeah, I saw your brain working and it just Very like short circuited. <laughs> the lights actually blinked in the room. They just yeah. kind of like, you kind of look like vision for a second. There's just like this light in the middle of your forehead. But yeah, no, there's no show. They have show like there are horror movie podcasts out there that do like an episode that just literally lumps everything in all together. And they call it a monster madness. But there's no show like that specifically just talks about monster movies. So I, I think it will be fun. We'll see how long I keep up with it. Probably not as well as, you know, my other show. But I might like this show more than talking about death all the time. It becomes a downer. Mm-hmm. I just I know I mentioned on here, but I stopped listening to a lot of the true crime stuff because it's just so fucking sad. Yeah, exactly. You can only listen to, you know, horrible crimes so often before you're just like, why is the world so horrible? Mm-hmm. And then you just get sad. It's when you start to get a boner listening to it that you really got to reassess your life. And that's the real reason why he stopped. He, the first reason was a lie. Yeah, well, I couldn't be out in public. These days. Have you ever I tried know. mowing the lawn with a massive erection? It's uncomfortable. No, I, this is I a mean, weird fact about me. I've never mowed a lawn in my life. That is not the weird fact I expected to hear. I expected it to be like, weird fact, I don't have a penis. Well, that's fact number two, and I'm pretty sure kind of obvious at this point. I birthed a child. That doesn't mean anything. I think determination. I have not seen photos of the birth. I have seen a child. I haven't seen your C-section scar that you claim exists. Please don't pull it out. I'm not showing it to the internet. (laughs) I'm just fucking with you. I believe you. I just... um, I don't know. Randy got us 60 new followers on our webpage last week. So I Yeah, what do you do for us? If that's what it takes, I'll get you 100 with this C-section scar, bitch. Why are there crickets? Come on, man. That deserves a chuckle. We're waiting. That's not a chuckle. That is a, that's a serious offer. Like that, That's the kind of quality listener that we want for this show. I'll send you a picture of it, and you can post it on your Instagram. How about that? Because it's grainy. It's grainy right here. Oh yeah, sure. Um, High definition picture. Totally gonna change topics a little bit here, but because my friends keep texting me about this, and I want to share this. Have you ever seen the video of? It's on YouTube. It's a lady at like some sort of conference, but she has a table and like a monster can, and she's telling people why the monster, why monster is satanic. Oh yeah, the whole six 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 thing. Yeah, so we watched it last night because I haven't seen it in a really long time, and now there someone made a GIF out of it, and it just says bottoms up, and the devil laughs. And then my favorite line is, do you know what a MILF is? Because on the <laughs> old packaging, it said MILFs love it, and you will too. And then the big cans were the big fucking cans, and it goes, that for that for it's on there. God, I love the fucking internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I got to say. That's a great story, Matt. I didn't say it was good. I just said I was going to tell it. That is fair. You did say that. Yeah. <sighs> So, how's everybody doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. good. Corey, how are you? How have you been? We haven't actually done an episode together in a really long ass time. I know. I was thinking about that too. I think it's been a year. Yeah. As my debilitating headache uh, was crushing my soul earlier, I was like, well, I I can't call in because Eric is going to be there. Yeah. And and (laughs) she keeps doing the show in my absence. And so you're already considered uh, like. Like Jack, you're already considered one of the unofficial hosts of the show. But 
I think that's yeah, what like, she was I trying like to for. Be a ghost member. Yeah. Well, if you try hard enough, you could catch up to Jack. I have offered. I well, I already called fives on the rest of the scream, you know, saga. That's yeah. mine. So that that banks me in for at least two more episodes. And also, my wife today asked me if I had seen Brightburn yet, and I'm like, Oh yeah, no. fuck. But, but Eric has been asking. Yeah, we gotta do that one too. Up. I, that, yeah, that's why I asked to come on. Oh, I totally forgot about that movie, and I was like, Scream too. Well, that's fine. We can. I've I've watched Brightburn. And I said I would watch it again, so that's not a problem. So we can. Sweet. Yeah, I would like to actually watch that again. Corey, did you watch it yet or no? No, I've been. I I like to hold out when I know that an opportunity is coming to do the episode about the movie that I and I haven't seen the movie yet. I will try to wait to have it fresh in my mind. No, that makes sense. But on the the new thing that I'm trying to remember to do as we have guests on, we haven't had already the opportunity to say so. Have you seen Hereditary, and what did you think of it? <laughs> Me? Have I seen it? Yes. Yes, I've seen Heredity, Heredity whatever. Um, Hereditary? Did I like it? I liked parts of it. Which thought, part? Was it the ending when you walked out of the theater and said, well, that was fucking stupid? Because that's the part that I like best. I liked it up and I'm trying to think, because that movie was a lot longer than I suspected it was going to be. It, it was felt like as long as last week's episode. <laughs> Okay, so it was six hours long. Wait, did, did you <laughs> wait. Guys, you guys covered that, didn't you? No. Unfortunately. Okay, okay. So Hereditary? if anybody's listening to this, I'm assuming they've already seen it, so I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah. But I like I thought it was going to be great once that little girl like died. I was like, oh fuck! Like this is going to be way different than what I thought because I thought she was in the entire movie. Like I didn't know that that was literally just. She was going to be in, it, what, 20 minutes, and then she's gone. And then it just kind of had this, like, weird turn. I thought it had, like, potential to be a really great horror movie, but it got really weird at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So my my goal is to not shit on the movie continuously, although I will. Um, <laughs> but it is to find somebody who, who liked it, who can make a case for it Besides i know that people JF. love the movie there are people out there that are just righteously ab- about that film and i don't get it and unfortunately nobody's been on the show yet <laughs> to do that yeah so i didn't yeah i didn't like it enough to actually like super defend it because like i honestly i only watched it the once because that's all it warranted out of me but i just remember i thought the acting was really great yeah but it just like the story fell short. It felt like they really planned it, maybe like half that movie really, really well. And then it like really dropped off really quick into this weird thing. I don't I really don't know how to explain it. I I would have preferred um if it all that stuff could, would have just wound up being in the mom's head versus what it ever turned out to be. Or in the scenes of the the miniature things that she was building because this had nothing to do with the goddamn film. Yeah. I didn't understand like the, the very intense focus on that. Like I got that that was her job. She was home all day. She did that, but I thought there was going to be something special about that. Yeah. Chekhov's miniatures. It was really weird. Um, they, that you do something that interesting and nothing with it. But, yeah. I, but I feel like that's what the movie was. It was some interesting things that happened, 
none of them clicked with each other. Yeah. Again, it's not it's not to do another review of Hereditary. It's to find somebody who will say, "Oh yeah, I really love that movie," and just enlighten me, please. No, I mean I believe that that it got way more hype than it deserved. And I guess people thought. I mean, I feel like the people who say that they loved it aren't like true horror movie fans. And I don't want. I, that's a generalization, but. When you see like the best movies in horror all the time, and then you kind of see something like that that had the potential to be great, it's like, ugh. Like I look at a movie like It Follows, mm-hmm. where I know that people hated that movie and didn't understand why people were like afraid of it. I'm like, you don't see the uniqueness behind that. I love when, that movie. I, I think that movie is great. I'm sad that I've actually only watched it one time, but I know, I remember more of it than I do Heredity. It, it's it's a movie that I will actually just put on randomly to enjoy the the ambiance of it. Um, watch that again. And the fact that I am back living in Michigan and it's you know it was filmed out here. It, it a lot of it looked like where I grew up. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Okay. So that was just another just, check off the. It's my hope to just point at some proven. point <laughs> as guests come on say hey, let us know. You know. If, if this was if this is a movie that you love, because I think the the show deserves it because you're I don't disagree with you that it's a certain type of horror movie fan or maybe a not general horror movie fan, but a specific person who sees that movie and really thinks it's great. Yeah. Um, but it's not again to ever discount anybody's enjoyment of something. Yeah. I, I just feel like that movie for all the hype that it gets and for all the people who say that they really like it deserves to have somebody to defend it on our horror-themed podcast. And you need to call it the Heredity Hot Minute in the beginning of every episode. <laughs> I just got outdone by Erica. She just fucking pulled at me and like, this is how you pitch that. Boom. Well, it would be better if she would call Take the name stolen. by the, call the movie by the right name. What is it? Hereditary. Oh, whatever. See, that's how much I care. It could still be the Hereditary Hot Minute, though. Like, I'm yeah, not saying, works like, if you say the 90% name of correctly. your joke is good, but you still fucked it up. And you had to call it out. Of course I did, because I hate you. I hope that beer doesn't go down the right wrong side of your throat. <laughs> it would have been better if you were like, I hope it doesn't go down the right side. Be like, wait, what? He's criticizing your jab at him. <laughs> I need to hurt. think about it. Yeah, I can't fucking win. That's why we have you on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Randy says that Hereditary would have been better if Danny Glover was there. It's yep. true. Enter Danny Glover. Thank you. I was like, Corey's really just sick of hearing the words enter Danny and Glover. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I've just been kicking signs off of doors all week. It's like, what's your name? <laughs> uh, Danny Fielding. Fuck you, Danny Fielding. <sighs> all I remember from last week's episode, and I refuse to go back and listen to it, is giggling nonstop and saying enter Danny Glover. <laughs> oh, yeah. You giggled. That's oh, how I knew yeah. you were drunk. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. It was was a romantic episode, just seeing you two fall in love. Um, All over again, like the first time in the box. The the jilted ex now, just like, oh, it used to be me. I'm catching up on the chat. I'm glad that Katie's happy that I'm here. I like the bonding that I had with Katie the last episode through the chat. It was nice times. When you guys move here, we can all hang out. And then slowly but surely, um, Katie will phase me out and it'll just be the five of you because i'll be at home crying 
Probably. Corey, that's another thing Matt is trying to convince and has my husband convinced that we're moving to Wisconsin. He literally texted me the other day and said, I'm just going to buy land and then tell Erica we're moving. He says that to me all the time. <laughs> like, it would not so, shock me. Uh, I mean, you're you're another uh, New York person, correct? Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia. Yeah, have you ever listened to her that. talk in her dumb fucking accent? God. Oh. Uh, no, that's, I, I felt like it was a place it's like, this is this has got to be a hellscape to live at. And so I'm not inaccurate in my, my picturings, but not as bad as what Jack and Dan have to deal with. I um, spent 20 years in Philadelphia, and then I moved to the Burbs with my husband, and then we moved again to the Burbs. So I actually, I the further I get away, yeah, I reburbed. The further <laughs> I get away from people, the more amazing I realize life can be. Yeah. So... Moving to the sticks would be fine. It would just be an adjustment to how quiet it is because it's still like relatively noisy, I guess, around here. <laughs> um, but like th- when I first stayed over at my husband's parents' house the first time, like I slept over, I could not sleep because all I heard were crickets. Mm-hmm. I lived across the street from a convenience store, like a, a seven, it's a Wawa, but it's a 7 Eleven type store. And it's so loud because they would have like one o'clock deliveries and there's always uh, some asshole at Wawa at two o'clock in the morning. So that was just like my lullabies. Yeah. And then it's just silent. Hearing crickets just meant that you were listening to one of Matt's podcasts. Uh, oh, that? So, no, you got to find the right uh, dead town to live in because I had a conversation with Erin yesterday at lunch. It, she we are in a town where it gets you know dark and things close down practically it's 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 okay and i don't mind it except she's now like really upset that there's not a bar here she's pissed off that the only place that you can go and get drunk and get fucked up drunk is applebee's which closes at one o'clock in the morning which is not the same as closing at two o'clock in the morning and i'm like then you just gotta get one hour drunker quicker and get blitzed um, usually you get blitzed at restaurants, um, and then I get to drive you home and listen to the conversations you have with yourself. I, I, I don't know if it's like she now wants to get drunk more because she lives in a small town. It's, it's quite possible. Is, it is. Yeah, that's, that's what you do, and in, in that, that's what I always remember about the South. It's like, well, you just get drunk and fuck a lot. There's not Good a lot. To know. I got to move to the South. Yeah. Yeah, it, 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 at least with Matt around, you'll have a lifetime supply of beer. It'd be like the zombie Oof. apocalypse, except instead of going there to get guns and shelter, it'll just we're going to get fucking blitzed. But here's the thing. The problem with Wisconsin is that Matt would always be around. You'd fail to underestimate how little I like leaving my house. Yeah, I don't like leaving my house either. So we would have to have houses so close to each other that we would feel like we're hanging out. So my neighbor close. got a package and it is and sitting in my living room. It came on Wednesday. I don't want to go over there and give it to him. He's going to have to file a dispute. That's really horrible. (laughs) That's fucking how little I like leaving my house. Probably give the man the shit he paid for. Well, you have to assume that he got it from Amazon. So he probably just said, hey, I never got this shit. And then just sent him a new one. He probably already has it. Wait, you didn't even tell him that you have it? I've talked to him three times in two years. Yeah, yeah. So you just stole his shit, is what you're saying? No, it's a fucking like clothesline. I have no use for it. It's just yeah, but what you're doing is still theft, even if you don't use it. Just so fucking lazy sometimes. This is what you do. Better things. Attach it to one of the dogs. (laughs) And just fucking run them down there. (laughs) 
He'll get tired halfway there. No, Alyssa was like, just go put it on his porch. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. He's going to shoot Do you me. drive by his house when you leave? No, 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 no. They're behind us. So uh, are the road, the, the main road, it's right here. And he lives that way. But you you take your rider mower probably over to the fence. So why not just have it with you and then throw it over? No, I don't mow all the way back to our lot line. Oh. There's like okay. acres. So I fucking have gone down there like once. And that was because I was walking a dog. Well, walk a dog again and give them in his mail. <laughs> they probably took a picture of your porch and were like package delivered and they're just waiting. I do like the fact that Matt owns land that probably, like, at a certain point just becomes a Wes Craven film. Yeah. And, and just, like, all these weird people out in the backwoods just waiting for you to come out there and oh. eat your skin. Yeah, so I was going to tell you this. Um, you just got so excited. Friday night. Okay. Erica talked to me Friday. So she has an idea of where this is headed. Uh, I don't know, actually. I, I was... <sighs> fuck, I was playing video games. I was playing, like, Madden. I was listening to music, and I had headphones on. And I had pulled like one off because I started to like, I'm like, well, if someone fucking breaks in, like I'm home alone. I need to hear them. I need to hear them coming. Okay. Why do you have headphones on anyway? Because I was playing with a buddy. So I was talking to oh, him. Oh, okay. And um, I was, I was running my dishwasher too. So I'm assuming it was the dishwasher. I was assuming the dishwasher, but it sounded like someone tapped on my window a bunch. And I fucking, I like, yeah, I thought I almost shit my pants. It was really bad. Um, but then I realized, like, eventually I thought through and I'm like, there's a camera. If someone was standing on my porch, there would have been a video sent to my phone. That never happened. So I was like, it's got to be the dishwasher. But, you know, it's not like we don't know technology can be interrupted or turned off or any number of things to hack to it. Fuck uh, I do, you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I do want to say, though, that so in going on topic, the original Scream movie, mm-hmm. when I saw it, filled my head with shit like that like yeah. the the way that ghostface moved through the films the way that they they would take the scenes and stuff anytime i was alone at my place at that point in time i would always have that kind of peripheral like what the fuck was that mm-hmm. and yeah. it made me paranoid in a way that i had not been since i was a little kid and uh i think that that's <clears throat> out of these movies uh because they get weirder as they get along that that ghost face thing really was effective. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And and Aaron and I were talking about her day. She's like, I'm surprised that Ghostface was so popular. And, and I go, well, it's it was the first kind of resurgence of horror films came with that. And then everybody started ripping it off. And you'll see a lot of people who were in other movies like um, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Well, holy shit. Sarah Michelle Gellar. But I was going to say the the what was the ones um, uh, urban myth ones i forget what they're called Oh, urban legend urban legend yeah so you've got two people pacey's in it uh because that's what we call him we call him pacey and uh rebecca gayhard the noxima girl is in it mm-hmm. and i'm like oh yeah they're urban legend uh but like everything started ripping off the the cover type and everything from this um but it's still like this was the start of that so ghostface was a killer that is instantly identifiable by a simple mask um and also gets recurring stories, even though they're different characters underneath it, which is, you know, a little weird. It's not like Freddy Krueger where it's the same guy killing people or Jason killing people. Yeah. They didn't fuck it up like they did with Michael Meyer in the third one. But it was like for for kids of that generation going into the, the new millennium, that was their horror movie killer. For sure. Start out with. Like, I'm surprised, like, 
there was a second I know what you did last summer because how fucking boring is a guy with a hook? I think that, they got four out of that. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Really? So, yeah. I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. And then I know there's definitely a third one that has a ridiculous name. Yeah, it was I'm like looking, last Christmas and George Michael <laughs> killed everybody. Um, I, I love that song. Andrew Wrigley was God. Uh, just no, I. So generationally, I'm obviously older than both of you by quite a bit. There's three, by the way. Before you get into the score, I know what you did last. Holy crap! It's, I, I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. I'll always know what you did last summer. Corey just died a little bit. Wow! And here's the problem: is the first one was in '97, the second was in '98, the third one was eight years later in 2006. Wow! Love Hewitt, come back for it. Um, let me look. I think it would have benefited greatly if they changed the third one to "I'll always know what you did that summer." Oh, smart. Yeah, and right. We had you on that. Not just a fucking hit, right? Wait, now remind me because I've only I haven't really seen those. No like, one like, that was in the th- in one or two was in three. Now is the ki- I know it's like a fisherman that's like the killer, right? Yep. Is it is he like a supernatural type thing or is he like yeah. a, just a pissed off man? Just a pissed off man. You hit yeah. me with your car, you know, and and buried me in the woods <laughs> or whatever. Just and and that's that's it. And then the fact that he gets to do it again. That makes it so much worse. He's so old. He's and, and should be limping. Yeah. <laughs> like, like his, it, his injuries it, are flaring up. Right. Is it that he's got a hook or is that he's got a false leg now that we should be looking at this guy kind of strange and like it's a it's a walk walk drag, walk walk drag. <laughs> we 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 gotta watch this movie. What movie? Oh I'll always know what you one? didn't. Yeah. I'll watch it. There. I'll come on again. It was so bad that they don't even talk about how much money it made in the box office. Oh, that's bad. Like, there's no mention How of, much did they spend to make it? They don't mention that one either. Oh, because it's embarrassing. Yeah. That means it was probably, like, a big number. Uh-huh. It's, like, legit, like, a Scott... Oh, what was the guy's name who who did um, Party of Five and was Jennifer Loves Hewitt on the show? Like, it, it's just him stalking her around, like, hey, remember when we went out of that show? Oh, developed, you know, the best times. <laughs> Let's go back to the nineties. Oh god, I would love to go back to the nineties. Oh, god. I would like to go back to the nineties in my thirties. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. As long as we got that, I don't want to be a child. Like, nope. I don't want to be like three years old because yeah, I, I was already sorry. there. That mm. <laughs> is so awful. Yeah, even I'm sorry. You say I'm that so shit, and it makes me feel old. Can't imagine how Corey feels. I was born in '91, fools. <sighs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, I was, you chose to associate yourself with a child. When you fucking put it that way, old. it's so creepy. <laughs> like, stop. Look, I'm almost 30 years old. I'm far from a child. Corey's almost myself. 50. Actually, yeah, yeah, he doesn't look it, so he could pull it off if he said no, something true. else, which I would assume he would. No, I, I, I've cool. never been somebody who who shied away from being old. I, I just, I'm I'm always confused that I'm this age, but I don't care. Yeah. You know, it's it's the same thing as like I I advertise very happily that I'm fat. You know, it's <laughs> and that's just who I am. This is I I being married um to a I don't even think it's arguable very hot wife um that a lot of my friends both want and I think are standing in line for when I die. Um, I got dibs. Did you say I have dibs? Yeah. 
Man, you, you're gonna. It's gonna be a fucking thunderdome because it is <laughs> just, not just you, not at all. <laughs> and why are you worried? Your wife is very pretty. I know. I'm just. Oh, I just wanted to publicly to dibs your wife. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to throw you off there, bud. Your wives are prettier than my wife. Oh, your wife is a guy. How do you know I don't have a wife? Yeah, you haven't seen a sea sketching section card scar. Mm. You've been catfished, sir. No. <laughs> I saw you in public. Did you? Do you or do you think you did? Jesus Christ, I see a video of you right now. You look the exact same as when I saw you in person, except you're like what, five three and like a, a what third if I have of a me? Tw- a twin. You don't stop it. <laughs> Just stop it. <laughs> I wanted to see how long I could take <laughs> just, that. Before I just... It, it didn't get far. No, it didn't take that long. Oh. Wait, now we need Erica to come on to... Every time we have uh, Deadly Twin movies, we can... Yeah, how fucking... How floored would you be if like I just like looked over and all of a sudden... <laughs> there were four more of you. Which is how we started the episode. We started out saying that's true. At one point, we had four Ericas. My sister Erica with a C. And no com. No. (laughs) (laughs) Over here doing research on. I'll always know what you did. That's last summer. So wait, what is the actual title again? I'll always know what you did last summer. Yeah, your your title would have been so much better. Right. Because it, it it happened eight years later, and even if it was well, hold on. two Real summers quick. later, read read this like the summary. Does mm. it have anything to do with the summer that we're thinking of? Please hold. <clears throat> it sounds like a a surfing romance movie. It it doesn't sound like a horror <laughs> film at all. I'll always know what you did last summer and the Beach Boys play. And <laughs> all yeah. of a sudden, would, wouldn't it be nice? Like just starts bopping. <laughs> exactly. Um, is, it, is it like a resurgence of this? Uh-uh. Hookman? Um, fuck. Right, let me go to the IMDb one. For fuck's sake. Well, the Wikipedia doesn't really say what the premise of the movie is. It just says that it... Which is another good sign. It's another the third... of your, your sequel is if Wikipedia doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, well, there, there's like the whole plot. I didn't want to read you the entire plot. No, um, but it says it's the third movie and no one comes back for it. And it was... <laughs> it grossed in excess of $20 million. That's still shockingly high. It is, but if they spent 18 to make it... Well, that's their fault. Well, that's they what I'm saying, but it. then they net $2 million. But anyways... Look, um, I don't mind... Friends to retweet on it, you know? That's... <laughs> Look, I don't mind sequels, but put some thought into them. No, that's really true. So it says a group of teenagers in Colorado find themselves being stalked and killed one by one by a mysterious figure with a hook exactly one year after they covered up a friend's accidental death. So... So it is so, a different story, pretty much. It's a different summer. Well, what happened? What happened in two? Well, they're not in Colorado in those movies. I'm pretty sure they're like at like a Massachusetts type area. <clears throat> right. You're right. So does I know what you did last summer? Does I still know what you did last summer? Happen the same summer? It happens the next summer. So okay, so this would be two summers away. So yeah, it doesn't unless something happens in two. That is then the focal point for three. I'm going to tell you right now, it probably doesn't. No, it probably doesn't at all. I'm, I don't know why I'm trying to justify any of this to make a shitty movie. I know, shit and less. I even saw you roll your eyes, so you need to sit down. <laughs> um, fuck, Beat wants to know who's on the soundtrack. Uh... Um, Brian Adams. 
It's terrible that we've talked about two other horror movies more than we talked about Scream. Yeah, I'll start talking about Scream. Yeah, let's I talk about Scream. I actually watched a bunch of them like the last couple of days because I got in the mood. I love Scream so much. That was my first episode on the show with Scream, I think. Mm-hmm. It's good times, guys. I, I'm getting a little flicklept thinking about it. I'm shut the fuck up. Yeah. When I when I told Erin today, I'm like, I've got to watch Scream 2. She's like, oh, why aren't you doing Scream 1? I'm like, we've done Scream 1. <laughs> and why are we saying, ugh? Yeah, well... And actually, this is the other part, is that I came upstairs and I watched Scream while playing my stupid video game. And then a couple hours later, she's like, are we going to watch Scream 2? And I'm like, I already did. I thought you didn't want to. And the disappointment, like the judging disappointment of you motherfucker, you wouldn't watch the movie without me that I didn't want to see. But You let your wife down. She gave you clear signals of what she wanted. (laughs) Um, yeah, can't say, uh, because she watches Scream 2 sometimes. She, I will walk in and that movie's on. I'm like, oh, and, and I'm always, I'm a little squeamish about Scream 2 because of my love of Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh, and I, oh, yeah. I, I had a hard time like seeing that and, and just going, oh, I know those, those were like, that was like around maybe like not at the start of Buffy. Buffy had already been established a couple years. Uh-huh. Right. It was it was kind of a big deal to have her be in the movie. So Scream um, Two and I Know What You Did Last Summer came out the same year. Right. Which was something that came up earlier today when I was watching this, and I'm just answering my own question later. And that was something and they were trying to do. They were trying to establish her as a horror movie person while she was playing the Slayer on TV. Yeah. I I, I don't yeah, know. I love. I just love these movies, even when they're bad, because I was like reevaluating why I like them. And then I was like just picking out all the things that are so bad about them. But I just can't help it. They have like a little spot in my heart. It does start to show the cracks in like the first one, because we've established it before, we'll talk about it. The The first one is about being a a um, a deconstruction of horror films. Right. You know, which if you're Wes Craven, you can get away with that. You can say, yeah, the horror films all do this. And here's here's the, the ways that it works. Yeah. But they get to the part in this where they're saying, OK, well, now it's a sequel and the sequel has different rules. Um, and then they th- the whole film class, that film class was fucking every conversation in every podcast now. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it's about to be the conversation we're going to have. Right, uh-huh. absolutely. It's like, oh, well, this started this person, and don't you think you get that right if you're in a film class? It's like, no, dick, I'm at a fucking Starbucks, and I'm listening through my goddamn Zoom, and this is what I think, and that's important. Um, soon. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's like, that's seriously, like, that's what every conversation is now in my life, and I'm, I'm a fucking geek nerd person. So... But I just assume that's the way the world works, is that everybody's just like, oh, yeah, well, in this movie, this, and this movie, this, and Godfather 2 is obviously better than Godfather 1. I don't know. I've never seen the Godfather movies. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't do that shit. I haven't saying. seen them either. Uh, um, but when they go and they're talking about the sequel rules, it's like, okay, that's a weird retread. And that becomes what the the next movie they go into the, the now we're dealing with the trilogy uh, says the ghost of a guy who died in the second film, uh, and so we'll just play with that a little bit as much as we want to. Um, that 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 takes it out of being serious. Yeah, because in this one the stakes are still pretty high. By the third one, it gets super fucking silly. 
Yeah, the premise of the third one, because I, I watched that today, actually, after I watched the second one. I'm just like, this is a really strange premise. <laughs> but I still watched it, and I still loved it. And I even watched the fourth one, and I still love that one. I don't think I've ever yeah, seen three or four yet, obviously. You've, you haven't seen the fourth one? Uh, I don't even think I've seen three. I don't remember My seeing this one either. My wife was trying to remember the fourth one. She's like, is that the one with Hayden Penetration? Oh, God. Yes, it is. I love it. Well, I won't spoil anything for the third or the fourth uh, one. Well, but just know it. that they get more ridiculous, as they should. But I still love them. Um, and that's... yeah. I don't want to reveal the killers. Oh, yeah. Killer or killers? <clears throat> it's going to be two in every fucking movie, because that's just uh, what they or do. Or is it... You don't know because you haven't seen them, so shut your damn mouth. That's a good point. I was really happy to see Ray Donovan in this movie. Yep. Cotton, Ray Donovan. Lee Schreiber, who I did not okay. know before the Scream films, um, and and obviously the better Sabretooth. And the worst oh, I didn't realize he was a Sabretooth. Wolverine movies, oh, my God, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that's the thing is that he, he launched from it. But a lot of people in these things, like just seeing the face, like I... I was looking at Rebecca Gayhart because who wouldn't? And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, is that Portia de Rossi? This is it holy is. shit. Um, and do you know who Sarah Michelle Geller's talking to on the phone? Uh, I want to say it's, um, oh, I can't think of her name now, but. Do you want me to tell you? The, the girl who was in Cruel Intentions with her, right? Yes, Selma Blair. Yep. I'm pretty sure she was uncredited, but she did do the phone call. Thing. Yeah. How That's come- so cool, though. I gotta look There's up. There's a name. lot of people in these. Uh, but no one movie. pointed out the aunt from Roseanne. Who? Aunt oh yeah, 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 yeah. Aunt yeah, Jackie. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember, but yeah. What's that actress's name? I can't remember. Mm. It's right in front of you. I know, yeah, I know. but that's that's her the worst. Picture is not Heather Graham. Laurie Heather Metcalf. Graham was in there too. There it is. Laura McCaffrey, who is the yes. the carrier of Roseanne, let's face it, even in the original, she's my favorite character. Episode, she's fantastic. She is so good. And I remember the episode when she won the Emmy, and she's sitting there and she's polishing it in front of Roseanne at the during the end credits and stuff like that. And she's just like, <laughs> and her and John Goodman yeah. are the best part of that show. They're the best parts of almost anything they're in. Accurate. When she showed up on Big Bang Theory, it was like, holy fuck, you know, just <laughs> good association, good way to. To give people what they want, you know, you have you have Sarah Gilbert show up as Leonard's girlfriend, and you have Aunt Jackie show up as Sheldon's mom. That's great. Yeah. Um, but she is fantastic. And again, is that at the time that this comes out, like I remember watching it and not realizing it was her, because she does do a pretty good job of just sort of like going in the background, and oh, so yeah, you she realize it's her, and you're like, oh, okay, now, but. It was it was still like a lot of people like now it's hard for me to watch it and not see star power. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. I also like the star power of uh Courtney Cox's haircut, which is the same that Nev Campbell has in Wild Things, uh, with the same chunky red stripes in it. True. Um didn't hate So I was really wondering if I was gonna see Denise Richards in this at all. Oh god, I'm so glad we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but she should have been one of the sorority girls. It that's the thing, is it just why not have her in the background? Exactly. It they had the killer from the first movie in the background as a cameo. So I saw that. attention. Mm. What's up? I said I saw that. Yeah. Cause he was dating Nev Campbell at the time. How? I don't know, but he must be really funny. Hollywood is a weird, weird place. Or 
monster dong. It's possible. Actually, I love Matthew Lillard, so. Yeah, so do he's I. He's wonderful. He um, Hackers, one of my favorite movies of all times. It's a great movie. Still playing Shaggy, I think, in the cartoons. Uh, yeah, he does, yeah. Because I actually just listened to a podcast that he was on recently, and he was talking about like doing the Shaggy voice and all that. Yeah, because we don't have Casey Kasem anymore, who also, legend had it, had a monster dick. Uh, just a fat hog. Just called it his top 40. I hate when you call it that. <laughs> <laughs> what is top 40 or a fat hog? Hog. I just hate it. <laughs> so, well, you know, it's the worst. Basically, own big old tube of meat. Oh, um, I hate that too. Just any reference it to being meat or it's just an animal. It's just so weird and Well, it's gross. the same as calling a vagina roast beef. That's disgusting. <laughs> I know. That's why I keep doing it. Ah, uh, the old sled of doom. By the way, tuba meat, my hardcore brass band. Oh, These are the moments I'm like, I come on this show. Why? <laughs> because you love us. Well, not to hear you talk about beef curtains all night, you gross ass. You said that when I didn't. I just called it roast beef. True, but it's basically big old, the big old monster Arby's sandwich. Oh, I'm never eating there ever again. <laughs> I actually really uh, like Arby's roast beef. I've had it in a while. Anyway, what Scream Two. It's a great movie. <laughs> I just so need to get funny. Away from genitalia. No, that's fine. Um, so Corey will laugh at me because of my an inability to like be good with technology even though i do it every day um i had acquired the movie and i started it i'm like oh weird it's only an hour and 10 minutes and then an hour and 10 minutes happened and i was like there's like fucking an hour left of this movie so i had to reacquire Why don't you just use my plex um because i always forget like i have all these in 1080 whatever uh, 1080p I actually just went to Comcast. Hey, Scream 2 and Comcast is like... I hate you. Um, I always forget. Like, there's like... Even Corey shares his Plex with me, and I always just forget to go look there. Corey, I didn't know you were on Plex. Yep. Yeah, it's just a lot of meat tube pictures. Oh, my God. No, Corey's got some actually really good shit on there. I just drooled on my microphone. I I have a very eclectic... Um, Same. Yes, you both do. Mine's just cartoons and pornography. And cops. And, and cops. And <laughs> pornography. Actually, you have to share yours with me again because for whatever reason, I updated it and it deleted. Did we get I into a fight and you unfriended me on Plex? Is that what's happening No, here? I did not unfriend you on Plex. Are you sure your husband didn't unfriend me on Plex after a recent he fight? He doesn't touch anything technologically. He doesn't just touch it. He just doesn't do it. <laughs> he thinks the like, internet is a, is a series of tubes. Meat tubes. Uh, <laughs> oh, God damn it. This is like the enter Danny Glover of this episode. <laughs> he gave something to hone in on. I'm sorry. Son yep, of yep. a bitch. <laughs> no, if Daniel could literally just. Daniel Glover? Gun, no. Oh. My husband. If he could just. You're married just, to Danny Glover? Cat's out of the bag. I fucking wish. Last cat. I told him all about your episode. He was so proud. <laughs> now, if he could literally just move to the middle of nowhere with no electricity, he would be fine. Yeah, I require human interaction um, to some extent. But You just said you don't like to leave your house even to give the mail that you stole from your neighbor <laughs> back to him. Yeah, because the package didn't get delivered to the right place. It's because he kept the mail ban. He, he, the mailman's in my basement. basement. Yeah, I will take that next door. Just let me go. Um, 
I'm a it very puts the mail in the basket. It does what it's told. Yep, or else it gets the hose again. Uh, I'm just a very particular human being. A hose or the tube, Matt? <sighs> God. Oh, I was like, is there like a part in Silence of the Lambs where a tube is used? Nope, just making Erica uncomfortable. Now he just puts the tube between his legs. In Hannibal, there is though. Is there? Is there? Yeah, and well, there's because when he's uh, doing blood transference. Oh. I don't remember this. Oh. It's been a minute, but oh, I rewatched Hannibal last couple of weeks. Uh, they've been playing that in Red Dragon, but not Silence of the Lambs for some reason. So. Yeah, because I know in Red Dragon you see some. Yeah. See some stuff. You see some good stuff. Uh, <laughs> yes, Hannibal <you> <laughs> is really fucking slow and weird. I just didn't like that. Um, I mean, because I love Julianne more, but I I love I loved Jodie Foster. It was it's, it's a hard thing to bring her in for, but I think because the the story wasn't really great for Clues. I think it starts out great and then it disappears to something else entirely. It's like that those movies of uh, the Pink Panther when Clouseau just kind of disappears for half the film because he died. Yeah. Uh, I remember the books being better. I haven't read them in a long time, but I read them all once a long time ago. I remember them being better. Yeah, I'm going to read, but I might want to do that. <laughs> anyway, so Scream 2 does do a lot to redo Scream 1, but I think it does it smartly in the sense that it's supposed to be like a copycat. Yeah. And they, they actually mention that later on. as like when they start saying the names of people... But I found that the contrivance is so great to say, oh, yeah, um, here's here's somebody who's got the same last name as the person's first name who was killed in the other one. Like the couple at the beginning, how do you get the guy to randomly go to the bathroom and be next to you in the stall and then not look and just stab through the fucking wall to kill him? And that's your target. Like you're targeting this person, but it relies on him having to take a piss. Yeah, and my thing is, is how did he even know that that was him in the stall next to him? Like, right. he wasn't able to see. And, like, obviously you have that, like, itty-bitty little crack that sometimes you make awkward eye contact with someone with. But, like, that's a quick moment. I don't see faces. Right. And and this is, again, this is an established couple. So they both they have to have names that match up to people from the first murders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In some way. I mean, it's not, like, exact or anything, but it's fucking, like, sure. And then there's a CC because there was a CC in the first one. The, really? Yeah. How do you how do you get away with that? Like, how many fucking CCs are out there? Well, I guess in sorority it's probably twenty billion. But oh, that's, still, it's that's like racist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Not like I said, Lisa. Uh, that would have been that would have been worse. Yeah, that's a '90s joke. Um, <laughs> so it, it's like there's there's stretches on stuff like oh that. for sure. But well, I, yeah, but at I, the end of the day, you're still watching a horror movie. I'm watching a a ridiculous, over-the-top, inserting comedy horror movie. Yeah. Like, not taking itself too seriously, but still, I think, the last Scream film that you can take sort of seriously. Yeah. But I do like that they bring in Tori Spelling to play Sydney after her calling her out in the first one is like, well, they'll probably do something crappy like have have me played by Tori Spelling. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) And I love the Tori Spelling. Like Luke Wilson. Yeah. With that hair. Oh God! And Heather Graham playing uh, Drew Barrymore was kind of a nice nod. Yeah, it was. I like that. 
there's just like so many things like within it like you have like a movie within a movie that kind of stays with it through the re- the duration of the you know the movies like for two two through four now have you know these stab movies in them and all this other stuff yeah. which is true you hear about a murder and usually it becomes some t- sort of television movie or like blockbuster it becomes this like phenomena but it so- was definitely a stretch in some places for this but i still found it really enjoyable though i did read while i was reading up for this movie the original killers who they were supposed to be and who they wound up picking because this was the first major script leak ever oh. on the internet was this movie wow yeah Corey, not- i i told you a fact you didn't already know did not know that i'm very happy right now what what's funny is i remember I, we didn't see these in the theater yeah i saw I, the third one in the theater um but I was still with my ex from before Aaron when uh, the Scream movies, the first two came out. Mm-hmm. And so we watched the second one on VHS. Uh, kids, VHS is something that we used to use <laughs> to get movies physically to our homes as opposed to having them just magically appear through a series of tubes. And then you'd have to um, rewind them. Yeah. And if you rented but, it and you didn't rewind it, you would get a fine. Be kind would, rewind. Would yeah. Seriously give you shit for going back to the fucking store that was lucky to have your business and now they're all gone so take that motherfucking blockbuster <laughs> anyway um so when we were watching it i remember her looking at me and saying wouldn't it be funny if it was a guy's mother from the first one that is a pull yeah that right. was fucking wow holy shit you that... know i'm usually on top of these things for this but i was not i didn't remember the first one as much as like i can't make excuses she fucking nailed it and i'm like that's yeah. great that is fucking yeah because like the mom wasn't even a character in the first one all you heard was that she you know abandoned me blah, 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 right. all that crap so i mean it was it was a smart idea to do that and like then have the whole mickey character just be basically her stew her la- her lackey who's going to do basically m- majority of the grunt work who she met on message boards which is a totally other 90 thing like these days it would be well it can't be chan anymore but it would be chan yeah or Tinder. <laughs> Swipe right. But they're... Like, my enemies. <laughs> Do you want to murder people with me? Yes. Um, the original killers were supposed to be Derek and Haley, which was her roommate and her boyfriend, which I was like, that's clever. Like, if someone was going to copycat, they would get into her life as deeply as they could, just like... Billy and Stu did like they were so close obviously before everything happened they were already dating and then he realized like her mom was you know broke up her his her parents marriage blah 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 blah. and then he exacted his revenge on the mom and then her but still that was a clever idea and then you know the internet ruled it like ruined it honestly I like where the where this went though because I love the fact that she they build on her distrust of her boyfriend because of what she's gone through yeah, for sure. Yeah. Make this honestly nice guy and just, well, you know, you don't deserve love. It's essentially what it does because you can't, you can't believe in it because of what happened. Um, yeah. The only thing I wish for this was that there was a little bit more space in between the first movie and this one. Like, there's only like a year in between, mm-hmm. I think, the releases. Yep. Yeah. I think and so. it seems, even though they even <clears throat> say, like, oh, it was a year ago that this happened, but like, if you're a college freshman, you're not getting a lead or a starring role in any play in school. Unless you're a person who's 
life has affected things in such a way that you would automatically have star power. Right. Oh, you think that they're like, oh, she's Sydney Prescott. Yeah. She deserves. Nah, maybe that's a good point. I didn't think of it that way. But that, that was like the only thing that kind of annoyed me. These kids, they didn't seem like 18 year old, 19 year old freshmen in college. They're like, oh, I'm studying to be a doctor. No, you're not. Not yet. You're not even close to being studying to a doctor. Right. And like all these other, you know, walking around with his film camera, like I'm like lounging in a class, like because, you know, well, this is college. Everybody has these like laid back conversations. My college was never that experience, even as a senior. Well, 90s college was a lot easier and cost a lot less. That's true. That's a really That's good point. very true. There's a lot less stress. I don't like how right Corey is right there. Um, <laughs> Corey's right most of the time, if not all the time. You're, you're not but that, that, that was the, the cool image of college because if you again if you watch the uh urban legends movies that's how the ur first urban legend movie starts too is that they're all sitting in class just having a bullshit conversation and stuff and it, it's basically it's like this is your blowout class but it's also the basis for the entire film yeah um but I, yeah the i think the what we don't see a lot of her being an actress in this play until it's necessary to establish the shot it is likely that, that that director was just like taking advantage of her in every way she can. And and he was like, oh, and also she's been through trauma. So what a great job she would do expressing trauma up there on the stage. But I do think it's like, yeah, I don't have an understudy for you. You have to do the part. Uh, I don't care that everybody is being murdered around you again. Uh, let's just make this work, bitch. Harness uh, that pain. I want tenure and this is what it's riding on. Okay. Exactly. No, that's a good point. I actually never thought of it that way. And I was like kind of stewing about that today as I was watching. I'm like, in no fucking realm would she be the lead in this play? And I'm like, well, now that you put it that way, then yeah, definitely. Because as soon as these murders happen at the movie that's based on her life, she got swarmed. So she's definitely super popular. Yeah. Still. And I feel like that's the same reason why the sorority wants her so bad, too. I never thought of it that way. Oh, God, you're opening up doors for me right now. Uh, the door is people are dicks. True. Yeah, yeah but I didn't think of it as that. I did. I don't know why I never kind of, like, kind of made like clicked that at all. That because like even though like they were really blatant, they're like, oh, you know, we want you to pledge type deal. They kept trying to get her to come to parties, even though there are these girls in like flower dresses and Sydney shows up wearing all black. Yep. I which I, was, I love her. I love Nev Campbell so much in general, but I never thought of it that way. They want the notoriety that comes with her. God damn it, Corey! <laughs> you don't understand. I've watched these movies a hundred times, and I obsessively love them, even if they're bad. And I'm just, I am so, I'm stunned. Yeah, I'm sorry that I'm such a jaded dick. That <laughs> no, tell me more about things that I thought I knew. Well, you know, when a man and a woman love each other very much. Uh, I, I like how your voice got deeper with that. Continue. A man slips his tube meat into a roast beef sandwich. You will burn in hell. I just I just want Ving Rams to just say, we got the meats right now, because that would be like the perfect. In, if you want to actually work on this episode, Matt, I doubt it. Just insert that little clip right there. Yeah. Matt doesn't what? insert anything, you know, except for when Randy's over. Mm. Oh, I think Randy's the one doing the insertion. No, okay. Oh, 
I think for this one too, they also had the idea, and I can't remember if it was this one or the third one, to have Stu actually live from the first one and come back and try to kill Sydney. I can't remember if it was this one or the third one they tried to do that, but I don't want to spoil too much of the third one before Matt sees it because I'm going to force him to watch it. I, I do feel like I'm going to forget everything you said about the third one, so you're good. You could know, literally tell me the entire movie and I would not remember it. All right, do but you, still. Do you think that's why they kept Dewey, though? They they keep oh my God. practically killing Dewey and then bringing him back. And other than the fact that he was married to Courtney Cox. Um, Here's my thing with Dewey, and I was talking probably to myself to about this today because my husband probably wasn't listening because when I get on my, my scream tangents, shocker. he just turns out. What are you whispering? I said shocker that he t- you talked and he ignored you because your nonsensical ranting is fucking pointless. Wow, I should just smack you across the face. Anyway, you have short so arms. in the first one, Dewey is like the Barney Fife. He's this like bumbling little sheriff. And then he gets stabbed in the back and he was supposed to die but the audience didn't react to that well so they kept him alive and they just inserted like audio to kind of make it seem like he's still alive so instead of Sydney in the first one screaming no when Dewey gets stabbed all of a sudden she just screams Dewey so if you go back to that scene where he's falling in the threshold she says no but they overdubbed it with just Dewey I don't know why that changes his life but that's huh. what they did. It ups the importance. It names him. Yeah, uh, true. Like I mean, he'd already been named and stuff, but it does it humanizes the character more. I I don't regret him being back for this one because I love the interplay between him and Gail. Yeah, same. Um, but the, for me, they kind of like when I watched him being reintroduced and like he kind of shows up on the campus and stuff like that. It kind of seemed to me that he wasn't holding a torch for Gale until, like, the very end of the movie when, like, they decide they're going to hunt down the killer and look up, look at the tapes and stuff like that. Up until that point, it always seemed to me that he was into Sydney. Like, it wasn't a big brotherly thing. He just like, oh, I was really worried about you. I wanted to come see you. Blah, well, blah, that, blah, blah, blah. And that's the other reason why he would have been a good killer is because he could have always been obsessed with Sydney. She was always around with his sister, you know, she was there for the slumber party yeah. aspect of it, of the older brother who's like, oh, yeah, you know, here's this hot girl who's hanging out of my house. And that's a that's a freebie. Um, or as I called it on uh, Urban Dictionary, uh, pizza rolls. <laughs> it's it's um, he seems like a really good candidate, but the his, his relationship with Gail and because he and Courtney Cox are married makes it even deeper. Yeah. Um, for the watcher works really well and i i think that every time he's talking to her he's not talking to her like he doesn't like her he's talking to her like he's really he feels rejected and hurt by what she said about him yeah true and that makes sense you know but what makes me laugh about that whole scene when he confronts her and he's like page 42 deputy dewey oozed with inexperience and he's just like how do you know that i'm not doing this to fool the person yet in every single movie he fucks up Yep. He gets hurt and he acts like an asshole. Like, because you are that person. I hate to break it to you. You are that person. And you- saying that is an emphasis of like, I could be the killer, you know, which is a good moment to have as well. If you're trying to build suspects along the way, like the, the whole thing that uh, he and Jamie Kennedy have of back and forth of like, well, that would make me a suspect. So let's let's overlook that. Yeah, yeah let's overlook that. And which gets them off of the Mickey conversation. 
mm-hmm. that they already should be having. Yeah, exactly. um, you know, this guy who's who's a psychopath and seems like the psychopath from the last film. Let's just totally ignore that he's the psychopath. Yeah, exactly. It It is interesting because now, like, thinking back, they do kind of set up every single person that's, like, surrounding Sydney, like, the sun, have, like, this moment of suspicion where it's, like, could it be them? Because, like, now that you're saying that about Dewey, now I can see where they're kind of inserting that suspicion. Even with Haley, if you pay attention to her character, she was supposed to originally be a killer. She's very analytical and she knows everything about everyone's schedule. Like when Sydney's like, where's Randy? As soon as she sees on the news that someone was murdered at the premiere of Stab, she's like, he has film theory this morning. I can tell you right now, even my best friends, I had no goddamn clue what class they were at and what time. I barely knew where I needed to be. (laughs) Yeah. A 19 year or an 18 year old, 19 year old does not give a shit about anybody else unless they're paying attention. So I was like, that's a good one. And obviously with Derek, her boyfriend, played by the beautiful Jerry O'Connell. Um, Jerry Connell? No, what's his name? Jerry, Jerry O'Connell. O'Connell. Okay. Because right. then I... Mr. Romaine. I was, I was thinking back to uh, that movie, The Mummy, with the character Rick O'Connell. I was like, wait, am I getting the name wrong? <laughs> anyway. But um, obviously, he ha- he's, a, he's a suspect because he's just the boyfriend. I never, when I originally saw this movie, even though I was really young, I still was allowed to like watch it. I never suspected that it would be um mickey at all like i never in my head was just like it doesn't seem like it would be him because like he even points her into the i mean he points her in the direction of derek to cast doubt like why would he go back in that house after the killer attacked you and why he is he only conveniently hurt right but but that's exactly it is that it follows the patterns of the first one so much that it's it seems obvious that they're painting the picture to make him a suspect yeah, I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty, but like when I'm first watching, but, I'm like, I have no idea. Right. No, but I mean that it it seems like the killers are doing that to make him less trustworthy to her. Yeah. And and so as as a viewer, you're just like, well, this is the same thing that happened before. Yeah, but it worked before, didn't it? Oh shit. Yeah, that's right. Um, and you know what's crazy too? Like when you think about like Debbie Salt, like that whole like what Mrs. Loomis kind of projects. Like she's there to talk about like her persona like this debbie salt character is there to get a story about these stab murders all the murders on the campus she's the only reporter that never tries to talk to sydney and uh, for obvious reasons but like you don't think about that when you're watching this movie like oh why isn't this bitch talking about like talk (laughs) trying to talk to sydney maybe because sydney just blows them all off but no because obviously sydney recognized her right away even though she had lost a bunch of weight and got a makeover or whatever but but that's the thing is that Gail had seen pictures of her, so she's relying on the fact that Gail doesn't recognize her. That's a little choppy too. A little bit, but then you have to think about Gail is a self-centered asshole who right. probably wouldn't have given two shits about someone who was not even remotely a character in her story. The whole Woodsboro murder thing had really nothing to do with Billy Loomis and that whole thing until it was discovered that he ki- he was the original killer of Maureen Prescott and he was the killer of all these like high school students and tried to kill Sydney and her dad and blah 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 blah. So really like maybe she saw like a glance picture of her in a family photo and just was like ah whatever just yeah, some the fact poor- that she was gone out of his life um, for so long meant that she was less likely to be recognized from stuff but yeah. it is still a little like oh yeah it, it's definitely a stretch a big chance. Um, so when you think about the fact that there are two killers, do you ever sit there and try to guess who killed who? Oh yeah. I think like some, there are some forums online that actually like 
break it down to who killed exactly who based on like the whereabouts of everybody and like the times of the day. Like, you know, definitely that Debbie or Mrs. Loomis killed Randy. Yeah. You know that she killed Sarah Michelle Geller, Cece's character. Uh, Mickey would have had to have killed Mickey killed the, the couple at the movie theater. Yeah. You can hear his voice whispering or they both, they each killed one. True. This is a question I have for you guys. Being horror movie fans and all that, do you ha- have any recollection of a horror going to see a horror movie in the theaters if you choose to see them in the theaters? It ever being that rowdy? No, and that was exactly that was the point I made. <clears throat> like, n- never have I been to a movie theater where it's ever been like that. I have been to movies where people have shouted and cheered yeah. and all that other stuff, and it has gotten to a fraction of that. And honestly, it was uh, Avenger movies type deal. Twilight movies. I saw them in theaters. I'm not even going to try to lie. I saw, I think, most of them in theaters. Um, and hor- horror movies, yeah, definitely. They get like that. Because I don't know what like the last horror movies that, movie that you guys have seen in the theaters that was like actually legitimately scary. But I, like, I, the last one I saw was Halloween, the, the one that came out in 2018. And there were definitely people yelling and screaming, but it wasn't to the point where you couldn't even hear what the fuck was going on in the movie. There's no one running through the, you know, the aisles, throwing popcorn and stuff. So I saw Halloween also, and no one was saying anything. Okay, you're yeah, from I Wisconsin. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, I, everyone was just apologizing for being oh. in the way. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I saw Halloween, uh, that one at the theater as well. And it was, there was like maybe five people in the theater. In fact, if you were going to murder me in a theater, uh, <laughs> like theater Pinkett Smith, that would have been the perfect opportunity. <laughs> um, Aaron just goes to the bathroom and comes out wearing the, the outfit. And you're like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But th- I think part of it is that the murders were local. It was based off of a true story. And they went to school, you know, with somebody who was part of two people who were part of those murders. So it was might have been like a big small town thing of like, oh, this is this is our story. You know, these are people that we knew or knew of. And but then they talk about it later on. They're like, yeah, no, you don't understand. This is based off of real shit. Yeah. Like some people didn't know. So that's that's why I would have assumed that would have blown up. But I have been in things like Rocky Horror Picture Show showings where it's That's different though, I feel right, exactly. Yeah. But wouldn't it a horror movie that becomes like the Rocky Horror Picture Show and it's and the fact that they're hyping this up so much of like trying to make a celebrity out of the ghost face killer by giving away the costumes, by giving away the, the prop knives, which would not play today. Uh, no way. But wouldn't that make it more of a fun time of like everybody stabbing each other with fake knives in the aisles and stuff? They wanted that development to happen. Oh, yeah. So I guess if you create that atmosphere, then that atmosphere is allowed and and people figure it's going to happen. Um, but I avoid theaters on opening nights. I don't like huge crowds. Yeah, me neither. I saw Halloween pretty much the opening weekend just because like I was so excited for it. And I was like, we'll go see it at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And we did. And that shit was still filled filled up. I can't speak really? right now. But it was still... Yeah, it was it was jam packed. I was surprised. I mean, you have to think it's around Halloween time. The tickets were five dollars, and there was oh, a lot of old yeah. people who had seen the original when it came out. Four those years old people before. were just fucking and fighting in the aisles. And... <laughs> no, there was definitely shouting, and like I, you I couldn't I, tell the difference because of how old they were. But <laughs> I didn't actually mind it in that movie. I will tell you the most rowdy. 
I've ever been in a crowd where I actually said something to the person who was screaming was at a Twilight movie. It was for New Moon, and one of the characters took their shirts off, and this girl would not stop screaming about it five minutes after the fact. Like I had to get in her face. I was like, can you shut the fuck up? Because other people are trying to watch this movie. You go, girl. Like, I'm not... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm not really, like, that hostile of a person, but, like, she was just going on and on. I was like, first of all, you're, like, a 45-year-old woman, and this kid is 17. Calm yourself. Yeah. And we... why are you Team Jacob anyway? <clears throat> when we saw the um, the nun, there was a girl next to me who kept talking, and I almost said something. I oh, yeah. I've, I always say stuff in movie theaters. There was a guy in front of me. Alyssa during, stops me. Uh, well, when we saw um, Avengers, because we wanted to see that before, you know, it got ruined for us because we're big, like, superhero movie fans here. Yeah. And um, this guy was just, like, on his phone looking up tires the, like, first 20 minutes of the movie. I was like, if this goes on for another minute, I'm saying something. And he eventually put his phone away because his, like, daughter, like, smacked him. Nice. I just hate that. Like, if you're going to go to a movie, watch the movie. But anyway. Yeah. No, I agree. Especially, like, when you pay... I don't know what it is by you. It's like 16 bucks here to go at night per person. Yeah, that's why we. I haven't gone to a movie at night for a long time. Just because, one, I have like raging anxiety. I don't like crowds. And like with the state of the world, I'm like, I'm, I don't want to go into like a closed space with that many people right now. Right. So I go to movies at literally the ass crack of dawn. I'll like drop my daughter off with her grandparents. I'll go see a movie. I'll have lunch. And then I'm good for the day. And it's like $5. So I don't even know how much it is around here. It's probably like fifteen to That's twenty dollars to yeah. see it. I, I think um, like Times Square, it's like thirty dollars to go to a movie. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I actually went to New York to see a movie once, and it was ridiculous. But I, it was the only place within like a hundred miles that well, not even a hundred miles, but only place like within like a few states that was playing this movie. So. Oh. Yeah, I'm that person. Have huh? you? It's a movie called Shame. With Michael Fassbender, mm. I doubt either one of you have ever heard of it. Nope. It's a. Uh, it's Way a to really... for us. <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to do that, but it's just like this really like obscure movie that. It like I could only probably watch it one or two times. Like I've only seen it twice because I watched it in New York and then I watched it with my husband because he was like, "Oh, like let me see like this movie that you went to New York to see." And it's basically Michael Fassbender, the guy who plays Magneto in the X Men movies. He's a sex addict and he lives in New York and like it's just like this really terribly sad movie. It's not uh, it's, it's a bummer. I, it's I've read like, a lot of fiction where fan fiction where Michael Fassbender as Magneto is also a sex addict and it's all him and Charles Xavier just slamming. Oh, you mean Mick Fassey? I've yeah. heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of it. I, I, say, I, I love I've, X-Men. I've so. seen a lot of fan fiction. I mean, I've seen it while writing it. Uh, <laughs> so another thing about these movies and and. This is going to go into Scream 3 territory a little bit, but in this movie, Sydney is responsible for two deaths. Like, fully responsible for the, the death of her, her roommate, essentially yes. by just insisting, I have to go find out who this is and turn around and like, ha ha, stupid bitch. And then uh, her, her boyfriend's death, getting shot because she wouldn't believe him. She's just like, now he probably would have gotten shot anyways, but she could have at least been like, oh, but I, I love you and trust you. And uh, Yeah, but she definitely has that on her hands. Right. She totally. So by Scream 3, 
I really expected and wanted Sydney to be the killer, to be the ultimate conveyor of murder and, and, and somehow work it out that she was kind of behind everything. But we couldn't really get that because behind the scenes stuff is is like, no, you know that she doesn't know that who's trying to kill her. Yeah. But by Scream 3, I figured that's the, the ultimate occasion of like turning the final girl into the killer. And that's what I felt that they missed in this series is not doing that. You know, and not having it be any of the people that we we've been supposed to suspect, but then ultimately trust by the end of the films each of these times. But Sydney would have been the best one. See, I don't know if I would have been happy if they went that way. I think I would have been really disappointed if they were just like, Haha, guess what? After all that, she's the fucking killer. But she's so fucked up by that point or should be so fucked up. And I, I know she's totally fucked up by the yeah. third one. She's a recluse. Well, and we see at the end of this one where she's just like, well, they always come back, so shoot him again, and just in case, shoot her in the head. You know, oh, yeah, she was ruthless with that, but I don't blame her. No, and I don't blame her either. And that's what I'm saying is, at a point, you just get kind of the appetite. Like she kind of relishes in the fact you forget about Billy. I killed that motherfucker. Yeah, you did. I loved that scene so much. Like, cause like, you know, this whole quick sleight of hand. Not only did she just witness like probably the love of her life get murdered, yeah, but she Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, we'll get there when we get to that movie. <laughs> but um, because like when when that movie came out and then people hopped on the Grey's Anatomy train, they're like, oh, my God, this is the guy from Can't Buy Me Love. I'm like, bitch, no, that is the guy from Scream 3. Calm it down. Anyway, but I like this leg of hand trick that she used to get the necklace off and she sliced Mickey's eye. I love that. There's like two parts um, in that ending where I thought. Nev Campbell was just an awesome fucking actress. It's that scene where she's like, oh, you're forgetting the one one thing about Billy Loomis. I fucking killed him and slices a bitch, which I loved. Yeah. But then there's this one scene that I just thought was like, I don't know, maybe I just look look into movies like a lot deeper than most people, but you guys are cinephiles as well, so maybe you can relate. But she's talking to uh, Mrs. Loomis and... Loomis is getting in her face holding the gun. She's like, you don't know what it's like to be a mother to, you know, teach him and guide him and just Nev whips out and abandon him. And just like, there's like a mutual pain there. Cause like, I feel like Nev Campbell really got into this story. Like she was dating Billy in the first one. She saw the pain that he went through when her, when his mom left him. And she like threw that pain back into her face real quick, kind of for Billy a little bit. And then you see Mrs. Loomis kind of like stumble back, like, Oh, I fu- I did fuck up. Like I fucked up my kid to the yeah, point it- where he murdered a shit ton of people for no fucking reason because I couldn't da- handle my husband's infidelity. Like a murdered mature- her mom, murdered yeah. her friends, murdered everybody. You know that she basically knew at that point and stuff, and tried to kill her. Yeah, it, it's. But there's always the, the 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 secondary, the just like, oh, you know what? I'd really just like to kill some people, person. Like- oh yeah, I mean, you definitely have to have that tendency in you somewhere. Before you just fucking hop into it. It's not just something, you know, I'm really bored today and I'm kind of pissed off at my girlfriend's mom. I'm just going to fucking rape her and kill her because they did that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt, are you okay? Yeah, you just went a little too far with the R word. Well, though, that's what happens in the first scream. I know. I'm just Nobody can hear you when you whisper. <laughs> <laughs> I like secrets. Secret secrets aren't no fun. Secret secrets hurt someone. Secret secrets on a bum. Do you feel good about that? Nope. All right. <laughs> not at all. That was nope. Not good. There's no secrets about your bum, Matt. Nope. Everyone has. I was it. sad that 
in this movie, Randy got killed, though. I was bummed about that. And and that's that's the other point of, of like, where it feels serious. And the fact that up until the very last minute, we think that Dewey got killed, too, and they just kind of sideline it, like, oh, no, he's okay. He's missing his shoe. Um, that's one of my favorite, like, suspense scenes in a horror film is that scene where Courtney Cox is going through that sound booth. Like, even mm-hmm. now, I still watch it. I'm like, come on, go. Like, he's right there. Like, there's literally, like, inches between you, and you can't see each other. And I, I just, I love, I think Courtney Cox is probably my favorite in this movie in general, because it's kind of like um, the lady who plays uh, Mrs. Loomis. They both come from these, like, really great sitcoms. Yeah. And they completely chameleon into these characters where I don't recognize them as anything but that character. Like, I really feel like Courtney Cox is more like Gail Weathers than she has ever been Monica. But well, Monica she plays characters more like Gail when she plays in other things than she does Monica. Monica oh, yeah. is a very specific character type. Yeah, for sure. But like Monica is such an iconic character and Aunt Jackie's such an iconic character. It's kind of hard, especially in that time, because it's like the peak nineties when like those shows are like at their max. It's kind of hard to separate those people, and but I, I, it's so easy because they they do the job so well. Yeah, it, I feel like in in some ways these are the definitive moments for these actors, uh, but in some also it's it's their their first moments. There, so many people in this are new. Uh, we didn't really know Jamie Kennedy before the screen movies, but he started to kind yeah, of up after this. He started having the Jamie Kennedy experience and other things. And Malibu's most wanted, I think. Was oh God, to, yeah. But it, like, but he was really good in this, and he had potential to be really good in other things. Uh, I didn't know shit about David Arquette before this. Yeah, me neither. Popping up everywhere, and then he just kind of disappeared. I, I saw him on an episode of uh, Hollywood Game Night a couple weeks ago. I'm like, oh, David Arquette. He still looks bad. Um, <laughs> He's a wrestler now. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Because yeah. he did Ready to Rumble. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, I recently found that out because I was like, oh, I didn't. He came up in like a because I think I followed like Nev Campbell on Instagram like a creep. And then it came up literally Courtney Cox, David Arquette. I was like, mm, I think the Internet knows me a little too well. <laughs> and I was like, oh, let me just like kind of creep. And I'm like, David Arquette's a wrestler now. All right. Whatever floats your boat. I don't judge at all. Do what you love. But they just seem like so out of nowhere. No, but whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I still I keep coming back to the fact that the films get sillier after this. So they this do. Still, mm-hmm. Like this is still akin to Scream One where it's both funny and legitimately scary. And the callbacks in this one aren't as big of a deal as they, they get just stupid going forward. Yeah, but, like I agree. I agree. Because, like, I feel like they have, like, peppered in humor in this movie that's just enough that, like, yeah, sometimes it gets maybe a little too hokey, but it's not to the point where it kind of takes me out of the fact that this is a slasher film by the end of it. But then the third one is just riddled with jokes. Like, you have Parker Posey, who I adore, who's literally the whole comic relief of the third one. Yeah. But then I feel like the fourth one kind of goes back to the feeling of, like, kind of like a mesh between the first and the second one. It's definitely not as hokey because I re- I think they realized where they fucked up big time with the third one and all the jokes, and they kind of dialed it back a little bit. It was also a little bit more like hardcore when it came to like 
you know, violence and gore and stuff like that. But I felt like they kind of were like, let's try to learn from our mistakes. And especially because this is the fourth movie, people don't have that high expectations. Let's not make it as ridiculous as it possibly can be. But it's also, it's interesting because Wes Craven doesn't famously usually do his own sequels. Yeah, I I think, and I don't want to quote myself on this, but... These are the only one. No, I mean, obviously, does he, wait, did he do the sequels in Nightmare? Only New Nightmare. Okay. I think this is the only one where he's been involved in all of them. Didn't he? He directed all four, correct? I think so. Yeah. And and Kevin Williamson wrote them all? Yes. Yes, yes. I love, I mean, I have a special spot in my heart for Kevin Williamson just because he also gave me Halloween H2O. <laughs> yeah. Oh, know. hey, remember when you wanted to do that movie and then you never showed up? Uh, remember when I had a family member I that just, was in the hospital? God damn it, you had ruined I it. hope you feel horrible. horrible. I feel bad. I hope they you were... cannot sleep tonight. That's true. No, it was tragic. Fine. They were getting that Me Too removed. Hmm. <laughs> um, oh, shit. Do you guys want to rate this so I can fucking go to bed? <laughs> fine. Wait, do I? You guys do the whole Mary fucker kill, right? Yes, I'm glad you knew it, so we don't have to explain it to you. I'm and glad you also sound suitably disappointed by the <coughs> fact that that's our new rating system. Um, I don't know if I want to fuck this movie. You certainly want to marry it. You know that. I do, and maybe some like heavy petting. Is that fair? You're allowed to fuck what you marry. It, the, the marry is the top. Yeah, no, I, just, but, I had to type okay. heavy petting no, into our spreadsheet. Not. I mean, marriage for a lot of people may not be, but in the rating system, marry is like the ultimate one. Fucking is just fucking. Yeah, and killing, fucking it, is it could be a reverse system. It could be killing is actually the top. And um, Yeah, I certainly would not kill this anyway. movie. No. I would not kill it. It would. It, it has a, such a special place in my heart. Would I want to be married to it forever? Well, no, 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 no. Mary's just saying that you. This is a movie, and you would in fact purchase and keep inside your house. Yeah, and I do. So, so you would marry it. it and so heavy it's a marriage. I okay. And you're on. taking this too far. I never I thought of anyone that would ever be on the show that you would be the one to take it too far. I want to revise. I will marry this movie so I can love it for all time. I'm leaving. The, I'm leaving the so heavy. Petting. You can you can keep the heavy petting. Oh, then I, then I have too. nothing to change. All right. Oh, we're keeping the heavy You're petting. You're at a solid Mary slash heavy pet. Option four, heavy petting. What do you guys rate it? I'm excited. Eric, Eric is just like, yeah, reach into the bottom of the popcorn in the theater before someone stabs you in the gut 16 times. Yep. Get to the bottom of the hole where my penis is. Corey, what are you going to rate this? Oh, my uh, God. It wouldn't even fit. I'm not going to marry it. I would. That hurts. If we're going back in, in scores, I would probably marry the first one just because I thought it was so fantastic for when it came out of, of what it did mm-hmm. I, I will i will uh i will fuck it and call it again in the morning oh, that's sweet wait okay would you cook it breakfast it's a fuck with an option for second fuck i would probably go pick it up some mcdonald's breakfast and bring it back oh, but you're not making it an omelet in your robe no but you know that my robe is a special time for me alone <laughs> all right matthew i'd fuck it <laughs> and that's it. This is a meta the bar. Yep. Uh, yep. I got on the internet, I ask you, please cut out Matt's I'd fuck it and just apply it <laughs> just, all over the place. I got, a, I got a couple White Claw black cherries in me. She's looking Do fine really? like cherry wine. No, I, I drank real beer tonight. I still have Trulies in the fridge, though. It's not I'm telling you, claw. drink a fucking White Claw. They're good. 
if you like seltzer, they're I, good. Well, I don't, so I'm not going to like it. But mm. I just, I'm not really judging you. You know, I'm just busting your balls. But you I know, so but I'm just, just like, it. fucking Did you try say busting it. your ball. Please say it was singular. I'm yeah. pretty sure it was. Technically, awesome. it, I have like two. Just only one works. Right. So. <laughs> It's like technically it's like of a brain. Option, I feel like I'm forgetting a story and we don't need to reiterate it right now. I'll text it to you later with Great. pictures. I can't wait. What, did <laughs> you, you say with pictures? pictures. Um, only if you wanted me to say with pictures. No, I don't. I, I'll send them Whatever to Dan, it cut out, it literally sounded like <clears throat> pictures. I'm like, I... I did say with pictures. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You I didn't just make just that one up. Shit. Um, I don't know, Corey, on the show. Please. <laughs> um... Yeah, what am I going to say? You know what? <laughs> you're here. We're glad you're here. We're I'm happy, happy to be you. here. Mm-hmm. And, and well, I was I was not talking to you specifically. I was talking to the audience at this point because it's a closure. <laughs> I don't but care. I was going to get to you. Um, Erica wanted to <laughs> everything is to. about me. I'm the guest <laughs> on the show. Uh, the the internet's a weird place. If you want to follow our Facebook page, uh, wow, uh, what a weird week. Yeah. Uh, we, we, you have fucking Randy Fitzsimmons there. on, and you double your likes. Yeah, that that's totally cool. Um, but but more importantly, if you if you're not already a uh, subscriber to the show, please subscribe. If you would like to leave us a review, that would be totally cool. Um, but we also want you to check out Erica's show. So please, Erica, talk about your show, uh, the one that you got a lot of content for, and the one you've got coming up. Uh, you can check out the Apex and the Abyss. It is a true crime podcast. Um, you can find it anywhere on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at the Apex and the Abyss. Um, I have a Mr. Mom, T action figure. Is that is that Mr. T? Fuck yes, it is. Is that Mr. T from Rocky Three? I don't know. It's Mr. T from whatever my buddy brought over. Okay. Uh, I am also set to host a new show called Monster Madness, which is a show dedicated to all sorts of creature features, which will have <laughs> Matt on it sometimes if I don't completely cut him out. I pity the fool. <laughs> Enter Danny Glover. <laughs> so you're you're right so proud of that right now. You're an embarrassment. Uh, that's fine. My parents already disowned me. If you can continue. No, that's pretty much it. It's a, a forthcoming podcast, but if you're interested in movies of that nature that talk about supernatural beings, giant creatures, aliens, all sorts of shit, Monster Madness is going to be for you. I got him in like a seating position now. And uh, if you don't already subscribe to it, Matt also has another podcast called The Cast and the Furious. Yes. Episode three will be coming out eventually. Matt's driving around the country, smoking weed in the woods. So uh, <laughs> it is kind of spectacular to be able to watch it along with the movie because yes. they're watching the film as they do the, the show. Oh, um, yeah. I love that. It's, it, it's still fun to listen to. They're just two great guys to that we enjoy uh, hearing converse and well, it's one uh, mediocre uh, guy in me. Right. Oh, shut up. I actually said it backwards. I meant to say that I was the mediocre guy. turns out I said Matt was. Oh, I just assumed that you're talking down about yourself. No, I was so funny real quick. So Chad Lindbergh played Jesse in the first movie. Okay. I spent, Erica knows already. I spent 30 fucking dollars to get a video made format of the, from this guy. And I said, he, he's like, I really like music requests, so, you know, make it challenging. So I said, I want you to do the video to the song Guitar and Feathered by the band Every Time I Die. 
I said, but, you know, Matt and I do this this Fast and the Furious podcast. We're big fans. I said, please end the video with spread hate, always party, and live life one quarter mile at a time. He fucking starts the video, and he just goes, I couldn't find anything by the band Guitard and Feathered. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> You've already <laughs> fucked it up. So he, whatever, three minutes goes by, and then he goes, I, I, I see at the bottom it says, end it with spread. I can't say, I can't say it. Spread love. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fucking do what you're told, monkey. Um, I paid you money. I know. And then he's like, if you guys ever end up at a car show, come say hi. I'm like, pretty sure he was afraid to say spread hate on the internet. Probably. I And I don't necessarily blame him, but I still paid him dance, monkey dance. He would have been, it would have been smarter if he just played dumb and was just like spread HV. I, I, lit, I, I, didn't, I didn't do that. Oh. I typed hate because I'm like, if I do the, the H8, he will not get it. Well, no wonder he didn't want to say it. Come on, man. Well, I, you only get like 200 characters, so I couldn't have said like, this is his business slogan. Get what I'm saying? I here? mean, that really would have helped your cause that he's probably I guess I'll sending just, out some. I guess I'll just I'll go, go buy another one so he can do the, the right song. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, just a reminder, I've been doing a sh- show with Matt for now four years, and the only thing it brings me is disappointment. And hey. an itchy butt. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> so, hey, uh, we really appreciate you checking out the show. Matt, uh, any place people can find you? Uh, I'm tapped. Matt's very tapped. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on... I tweeted last night. Oh, <laughs> I, I did. I did my yearly tweet, and it was the Gaylords uh, backup conference. I prefer the brown <laughs> over the pink. <laughs> oh my so god! I didn't hear... see that, and I did not understand it. <laughs> no. now you I want to tweet no, you of, of a disappointing joke that you've already heard earlier in the program? That's not funny. Go follow oh. Matt's Twitter, Matt the Lifeguard. Two T's. Uh, yep. The third one is silent, yep. uh, much like Matt was through most of the episode. Mm-hmm. It's because my dick hurts. Yeah, that and Instagram and untapped, even though Eric makes fun of me. But someone's got to know about all these sick-ass beers I'm drinking. Oh, my my husband, he's just like, oh, Matt had a beer today. I'm like, it must be a day that ends in Y. He's not wrong. It's true. I would like you to just update your medical alert bracelet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. Eric, where can people find you? Or not. I should just cut this out. We already did this. We already did this. I just went through my spiel. Apex and Abyss, Monster Madness. Where were you? I just wanted you to get another plug in there. Oh, thanks, man. No, it's also when you talk, I just tune you out. So all I hear is... It's not like the Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 no, wah. I find that sound Also, I just wanted annoying. you to get another plug in there. It was what Randy said to Matt last week. Oh. That's going to do it for another episode of the podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. Uh, ripped off line here. Bye.